All right. Good morning, everyone. Good to have you all here today. Um, looking forward to the baptism picnic, picnic uh, next week. Um, I did learn a lesson. Like, this would be my third or fourth, well, fourth time doing a baptism thing. But the first time I didn't know some of you in here <laughs> that you got to really push down on the people because people are buoyant. So some people got half-tized, <laughs> which I just made up on the spot, where they get a little wet in their back. <laughs> and, they didn't get, and I remember somebody, I won't say her name, she, she was the last person, she goes, put me all the way under, would you? <laughs> yeah, okay, all right. So uh, just one of those, I, who knew you needed to, like a lesson on how to baptize, but anyway. So listen, I want to tie this week's message where we're going to... Um, I, did, I really don't like doing what I have to do today. Um, I don't like teaching. I don't like preaching. That's, there's a big difference. But I have to teach for us to be responsible for what we're going to do next week. So, but here's what I'm going to do. Anybody remember last week's message where I talked about, we looked at Ecclesiastes where he said, meaningless, meaningless, everything's meaningless. But we looked at how that was the, actually the, the Hebrew word havel, which I got to be better because people listen online. I sprayed water, right? And it turned into a mist. And that was Havel. Havel, I should say. And um, what we realize is that fleeting, uh, ever moving onward is our lives. Um, not necessarily meaningless. And, I, and, and what I said before was when something is, is fleeting, I, I believe that infuses it with more meaning. And what I said was like holding your baby, right? You know that kid's going to grow up. Is it meaningless because it's fleeting? No, it's even more meaningful, right? So that's what we talked about. And then we continue to look at... Um, we continue to look at uh, some Ecclesiastes out of that. But then we realize this. If our lives are truly fleeting, we need to realize it and choose to pull all the joy and love and life out of all of our days that we can. That's what we realize. We have a limited time to play in the sand, and then it all gets washed away when we get called home to be with Christ Jesus. Um, and that's not a sad thing. I think it's actually a, uh, it's a mystery. It's, it's a beautiful gift. And what I realized with that is my third point was if you realize your life is fleeting, it's going to compel you to think on the things that the Lord commands for us to, to think on. It'll lead us to a heart of worship. And as a bonus, I also stated that it'll also, it'll war against the critical spirit that we have inside of us. And that's been my week. I'm trying to get from, like, in, in my opinion, I feel like I've really, do you know worship takes practice, by the way? Do you know that? Worship's like a muscle you got to work. It's just like how you got to choose to see the good in people. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So if some of you don't connect with worship, put in the time. You know what? One time you weren't good at driving either, but you put in the time, didn't you? That was good. She liked that in the back. <laughs> you put in the time for that which you care for is worth it. Worship will lead to a grateful heart, and a grateful heart will war against criticism. I thought that was really cool. But am I the master of that? By no means. My gosh, I'm stuck between two and three. I'm just going to be honest with you. Um, okay, so with that in mind... In that gear, now we're going to look at baptism. Um, <clears throat> but even as we start to talk about baptism, there's already a trap right in front of me. And it's the trap of religion, of obligation, of baggage. And it rips away the whole Havel thing, that whole Havel line of thinking. And we cannot let that happen, guys. So through the lens of life is a gift and get out there and dance, let's explore the gift God gave us called baptism. Here we go. I think we're on the right foot to start this thing. So first off, let's go into history really quickly. I got a message from someone. Um, I'm not blowing anybody up on online or anything, but I get messages, and, and they wanted me to um, 
to baptize uh, an infant. So we'll get to that in a minute, but I want to just tell you what actual baptism is. Baptism, uh, the term, is not Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, Catholic, or even Christian in origin. The term baptism comes from the Greek word baptizo, which simply means to dunk, dip, plunge, or submerge. That's it. You could baptizo uh, something in, in liquid. It could, it could be a boat. It could be a ladle. It could be clothes being washed. So lots of times when, when a word gets connoted with religion, it ends up with this weirdness, like the word sin, which was an archery term. Had none to do. It just meant missing the mark initially. But when you put some church robes on it, right, guys? Ooh, now the word has weight. It's a sacred word. No, it's just a word, people. Words are just words. If you said butterfly meant toilet and toilet meant butterfly, you'd be saying the other words. Get it? Be set free of the power of war, okay? Baptiz, baptize just means to, to dunk, okay? The first time we see it being referred, I don't want to bore you with that one. Because honestly, if it doesn't matter to us Monday morning, you can go look at this stuff. When Jews started to be converted to, uh, <clears throat> or when people, Gentiles became converted to the Jewish faith, it started to act as a pledge of allegiance. Now, the first time we see it and why it's important is because John, the Baptist, shows up, right? And all of a sudden he says, there's this correlation because he says these two things. Now I'm just going to preach off the cuff. He says this. Does, what are the two things he says, Bruce? He says, repent and be baptized. What's the word repent mean? There's a big crushing churchy word, right? Turn around. Change direction. Change the way you think about things. Ready for this, though? Let me make this really simple. Because I would have stopped there a couple years ago. Ready? John the Baptist sitting there. And he gets a lot of attention because of the way he lives. He is set apart. Y'all know what that word means. He is set apart from other men and women. And he's, right, there you go. I'm kind of making jokes as I go, but they're really nerdy. <laughs> um, watch, ready, ready, ready? He says this, he goes, change the way you think about everything. <clears throat> the kingdom of heaven is coming. It's near. And then at one point he goes, there he is. Behold the lamb of God. Do you get it, guys? So, so repent doesn't just mean like, feel bad about yourself and go do what the priest tells you because Jesus is coming. No, no, no. Change the way you think about everything. God, yourself, and other people. Because there he is. Dun, 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 dun. Right? Yes, that's what, the, no less than that. Now, but somehow in the mix is baptism. And we can't tell the story. We can't walk out our faith without acknowledging that. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? It's not a churchy thing because Jesus did it. John the Baptist showed it to us. In Matthew 3, Jesus signified something beginning. He entered the waters of baptism. And he's the author and perfecter of our faith, right? We follow him. It leads through the waters of baptism. So whether we like it or not, that's the way it is, right? But because he's a good, good father, baptism must be good. One, and now it's two, three, four. Okay, I need you with me, man. Because if religion starts sticking its nasty little face in here, Right? We're going to lose the gift that was baptism. So yes, when Jesus did it, it began a new season of his life. And from that point on, baptism became a part of the spiritual journey of anyone who is a genuine Christ follower. When he said the Great Commission, I'm going to commission you to go, that was a part of it, wasn't it? Go make disciples and baptize them. So guys, if we're following Christ, you just can't take that and go, no. You have to say, all right, oh, I mean, what's in this? What's, what's the situation? So why is it important? Eh, so much more than this, and I do pray God speaks through me in this one because uh, if it's that important, there's got to be something more, right? It's got to be something real deep in it, Kirk. That, anyway, 
I just believe on God to, to reveal mysteries to us. I really do. Baptism is important because it signifies something that something new has happened. It ch a change has taken place. It symbolizes a new beginning. Second Corinthians five, please. Second <clears throat> Corinthians five seventeen says this very simply. It says, "If anyone is in Christ through faith, he is a new creation. The old is gone; the new has come." God never seems to change hearts. He gives new hearts. You want to even go to the Old Testament. It says, I'll give you a heart of flesh instead of the heart of stone. A change has happened. I mean, y'all ever met anybody who got radically saved? Anybody? Well, all of a sudden, like, who are you? Right? Now, granted, you would say the same thing over your journey through seven years, 10 years, 12 years, or whatever. But I've met people who, they, you know, they get saved and they're just another, whole another person. And I think God does that once in a while with folks. Number one, because they need it. And number two, because... This is not like a little, oh, we're playing with metaphors. No, he literally takes one thing and makes something else out of it. Right, so there's, there's this thing. Now there's this thing with God infused in the center of it. They are not the same anymore. Oh, that's good. Anybody picture that? Like this hollow person walking around and then this ball of burning, shining yellow light gets fused in it and it's a different thing. And that burning ball of yellow light like yeast spreads through the rest of it and it turns it into something else. All baptism is, oh, no, no, no. Let me take that back. One of the things baptism is, because I don't want to minimize it, nor do I want to make it this big thing. I just want to let it be. Baptism is this. Ding, something happened. Something happened right here. It's not the happening, but it's something that happened. Think about what we do in baptism. Well, never mind. I'm skipping ahead here. We don't turn over a new leaf. We begin a new life. We take on new life, new existence. Our purpose has changed. Our role has changed. Even our identity has changed. So here's the thing. I know lots of folks clear, clearing up the things. I want to say this. Um, lots of folks uh, will baptize people into tradition or denominational titles. The Bible does not teach that at all. Uh, Val did not get baptized two, two years ago. Can you believe it's been two years already? Not Val. Yeah. <laughs> Luke. Oh, hello. And Marie. You guys did not get baptized into the Free Methodist Church. That's not biblical, and I'd have to answer for that. You got baptized into the kingdom of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's it, man. What? What? Don't put extra stuff on it, dude. That's where you should fear and tremble, right? Our identity is in Christ. Let's read Romans 6, 3, and 4. Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus, there's a reason, we're baptized into his death. And actually, ready? You were buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. And so I think it's pretty easy to see that we go down symbolically dying to our old selves and we come up raised to new life in Christ Jesus. Is there power in the water? No, it's normal water. It is two molecules of hydrogen and one of oxygen. It, you know, and if you're in a good clear body of water, cool. But if you're out in the Middle East, it'll be dirty and nasty. It doesn't matter. You're symbolically dying with Christ trusting and putting your faith in the fact that as he rose, you will rise too. That he was the first fruits of many brethren, right? In the beginning, you know, I used, to, I used to say this, like some people used to, some denominations order would baptize face first. But actually early Christians apparently did that. Oh, but I think in keeping with the dying thing, we go back almost like you would into a death position, right? And you would come up to new lives. Now here's the thing. <laughs> The cool thing about baptism, it, it, to, again, to strip some of the uh, religiosity off of this, the Bible teaches, and so does common sense, behavior follows belief. The mind goes where the, right? The man goes where the mind, oh, come on, 
Where the mind goes, the man follows. There you go. If I believe that exercising is going to lengthen my life and make it better, I'll put the shoes on and I'll go to the gym. If I don't believe it will do anything for me, what are the odds I'm going to do that? Dieting, giving up an addiction, any of these things. If you believe it has something for you, you may put forth the physical effort, correct? Right? Behavior follows belief. It's the same with baptism. Baptism is something you can physically do. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I like this. I like that there's something I can do that will signify my belief, right? Because sometimes I'm a check the box type of person. We're talking, right? Like, I, we can do this and you'll be pleased? Cool. <laughs> like, let's do that. But go figure, guys. Uh, you know, behavior follows belief. So, so here's the thing. Baptism is a statement of belief in a public setting that identifies the individual as a member of the body of Christ. Now, don't, don't take this as too heavy. But Jesus actually says, he says, you acknowledge me before men, I'll acknowledge you before my father. Now, some of you take that as a threat or like as a weighty. No, guys, that's a promise. Okay, you want to know how much that means to me? Ready? Years and years ago, about a decade ago, 12 years, I was sitting at the dinner table with my dad. My dad had come to church a few times to see me preach at Nap Station a few times. I mean, come on, I was like 20-something at the time. And dad didn't go to church. Dad and I didn't really, I mean, in my, and maybe through the churchy lens, my dad didn't, didn't know God, okay? Be careful to do that, by the way. Judge people's hearts. Just be careful about that. Because we're sitting there, I think we're playing cards or chess or something. And I said, Dad, I said, do you have a savior? I don't know why I asked him that. I said, Dad, do you have a savior? And I wasn't ready to beat him up. I asked him as his son, 22-year-old son. I said, Dad, do you have a savior? He goes, Jesus Christ is my savior. And Jesus said, if you confess me before men, do you know what that means to me now? Like, that's an amazing thing, right? He died very shortly after that. Instead of living my life with this garbage religiosity thing, I'm going to hold Jesus for what he said. But baptism, though my father wasn't baptized, neither was a thief on the cross, it is a way for us to publicly say this, my Jesus, my Savior, Lord, there is none like you. How great is... What an opportunity, man, right? What an absolute opportunity. Baptism, however, does not save you, right? It is not a prerequisite for your admittance into heaven. Some people, in the name of control spread that lie and it's been around for hundreds if not thousands of years so let's get into the muddy waters of infant baptism and as i do this understand there may be differing opinions in this room there are definitely differing opinions every county state country and whole world but you ready for the dark side of this lots and lots of people have died over this i'll get there in a second there's no record of infant baptism until 370 a.d so after the conversion of a ruler, an emperor called Constantine, the state and the church kind of became one. And here's where, here th where things got messed up. The teaching of infant baptism became wildly popular with the non-biblical teaching that it absolved infants of their sin. Ooh. How'd you like to be the guy that made up that garbage? Yuck. I like that, yeah. No, because here's the thing, ready? And, and, and you know I'm not a threatening, I'm a pretty nice guy up here, I'd say. Here's what I understand, that one day I'm going to see Jesus face to face. And why would you ever make that up? Nobody ever said anything about that. Nobody even said infants needed absolving of their, oh man, don't go there today. I will in a second. 416 AD, infant baptism became mandatory. That, that, that's yuck, isn't it? you got to do that with your baby. Excuse me? We come from a free area too where you're like, y'all better... Right? The church is all of a sudden filled up with non-believers who were baptized into favor, ready, with the government. 
through the church. It is estimated that 50 million believers who took a stand against this during what is known as the dark ages of church history were killed under severe persecution for their stand against infant baptism. So this isn't just a differing opinion. There's blood on the ground over Baptist and Anabaptist, that, that movement. Today, Episcopals, Lutheri Luther Lutherians, Lutherans, Catholics, and Reformed churches still teach what's called baptismal regeneration, meaning new life through baptism, not faith. I added that to my notes, and it stinks, doesn't it? Through baptism. Ugh, yuck. Anyway. Even today, people are so disillusioned and filled with fear at this teaching that churches lord it over their parishioners and leverage them because, you ready for this? I've heard this in my life. If you don't blank blah, 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 Mr. Parishioner, I'm not going to baptize your baby. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm always shocked that you guys don't know this. Really? Yeah. I got a family in the back going, that's our story, right? Right? So in other words, if you don't give this or become a member of blah, or if you don't take on this committee, then we won't absolve your baby of sin. What? All in the name of power. What, is, what are the three things I say break, break men and women down? It's always the same three things, money, sex, and power. Look at the destruction of lives, it's one of those three. And the Bible describes it differently, pride of life, whatever, but break it down colloquially, money, sex, and power. Now why would you do that? Why would you invent this thing where you have power over every person who has a kid? Power, right, and control. And all of a sudden you become the church, which is also the government, and the next thing you know, all it is is to control the sheeple. Well, some people rose up and they said this, I'd rather follow Jesus and what he says than you and your favor. But 50 million people died. So this week, I get a message. Will you baptize my blank-year-old? And I got to say this. I got to say, no, I can't do that. We can do dedications, and we have. Anybody remember Alex's? <laughs> Melanie laughed. Oh, it was a raucous affair. I had a sword. There were cannons and F-15s flying over. <laughs> da, 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 do you remember? I, I literally played like an intro music for this baby. I don't even care. I almost held him up like Simba. And you all were like, Inya. Inya. <laughs> Can you tell I watched that movie a few times? <laughs> I literally had a sword, I had a Bible, and had a bottle, a thing of water, and I was like, it was a big ceremony. Second kid coming along, it was a flip-out knife, a square bottle, and a little paint. <laughs> if we had a third kid, I'd be like, he's, you, you get, get baptized, bro. Yep, and dedicated. It was a big deal, though. Dedications are this. Dedications, now, I don't, remember, guys, I don't have a formal education to be sitting up here, okay? But here's what I, what I think when we do dedications. Tucker was dedicated. Your kids were de dedicated. We've had dead. And all it is is this, ready? We dedicate ourselves to leading you to the waters of baptism. So it's not even about the kid, really. It's about the community of people saying, we'll point you there. We'll, we'll show you Christ Jesus. We'll look after you as a village, as a family of believers. So what about, what about this? What about a child who dies without, quote-unquote, faith or baptism? <clears throat> I can't skirt the hard things. It is my belief that in keeping with my belief, just me, okay? It is my belief that in keeping with God's pattern of grace and mercy, to believe that when Jesus took the sin of mankind upon himself on the cross, that I believe his forgiveness extends to those children and infants, who, though born in a sinful state, do not have the capacity to understand or believe the gospel at the age of accountability. I believe the same thing for folks born with, with handicaps who cannot f 
actually comprehend the gospel of God. I believe that God, being a true and just judge, would never hold them to something they could not agree with. I believe that I've told you this before. He's my favorite little guy. Mumbuku, the African, who never hears of Jesus himself, I don't think will be judged by the name he's never heard. The Bible speaks about this, though. Creation is God's first witness. In other words, you'll be judged on what you've been able to have, in my opinion. If Mumbuku sees the pine tree, which they don't have in Africa, but a certain tree, and it points to heaven and thinks, there must be some creation points to something more, to creator. If that's where what was revealed to him, that's what he's responsible for, that's all I can see with a just judge, right? Just judge, just judge knows all the facts, by the way. That's why you're, you're required to never judge. You can never know all the facts. Leave it to God who does. But if, if, if our children, again, were to die without being able to have a, 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 you know, a worshiping faith of following Christ Jesus, I believe his grace is sufficient enough. Now, as we're getting through this, let's do this. We're going we're to do a sequence of events. In the book of Acts, there's a nice little story in here that talks to us. So this, this eunuch is on the road. He gets a scroll. He's reading it for the first time. He hears about Yeshua, who had recently died. Now, Philip um, gets in and starts reading it to him, because it was actually all read out loud, by the way, back then. You know that? And so Philip begins with uh, the passage of Scripture and told this guy, uh, the good news about Jesus Christ, what happened, and through faith you can be saved. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch, the guy we're talking about, says, look, here's water. Why shouldn't I be baptized? And we had another one. And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Both Philip and the eunuch went down to the water, and Philip baptized him. Okay, ready? Let me tear away some more garbage. You don't get baptized when you're a good Christian. You don't get baptized when you're a mature believer. It goes belief, baptism. I mean, you can, it could be a millisecond, like, <laughs> it's just belief, baptism. It's not when you're really sure. Do you know where that line of thinking comes from, in my estimation? The Amish faith. Break it down, ready? The Amish faith, which again has no assur assurance of salvation. Your, your Amish brothers and sisters who are probably better behaved than you and, and, and all that, they have no assurance of faith through Christ Jesus. If you were to look them in the eye and say, are you going to go to heaven when you die? They could, they'll say this, one cannot know. Ooh, not in the Bible at all. By grace, we have been saved through Christ to all. Who, I'll just I'll give you 600 of them. But to be part of their community, they're not held accountable. They're not, the weight of membership and all that only happens after they're baptized. Do you understand what I'm saying? You can go on Romspringer. You can do whatever. You can act like a heathen as long as you weren't baptized into the Amish community. If you get baptized into the Amish community, there's now no more grace for you. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? You're in. And if you do something we don't like, there's huge ramifications. But before you're baptized, they're like, meh. He didn't take the vows. No big deal. Do you understand what I'm saying? Anybody watch those shows? They were hot for a long time, right? They could do whatever they wanted. They could come and go because they weren't baptized yet. They haven't made up their mind. Some of you think that same thing. Like, if I get baptized, I'm locked in. What? Like, it's a real misunderstanding of the gospel of grace. But do you know what I'm trying to say, though? Like, well, if I get baptized, that means I'm really in it and I'm going to be held. No. It's an outward act of an inward change. Did you put, can you put that picture up way at the top of the thing? Because it's a nice little, guys, you believe, you know. Outward sign of an inward grace. Don't put anything more on it. You know, I'll tell you. I've heard stories, I'll be honest with you, of some people going down to the waters of baptism, come up and they'll be free of addictions. Wasn't my story. Nope, I still had a cigarette after that, so I don't know what to tell you. Walked that out a few years later. Some people, 
Well, listen, it's an outward sign of inward grace. It doesn't mean I'm, I'm finally to the point where I'm committed enough to be baptized. Right? Don't put anything on it and don't take things away either. It's, oh, and here's another thing. So I woke up this morning at like 5 a.m. Off to do for some reason. But I was able to go back to sleep. Most Saturday nights I can't for some reason. I don't know what it is. Saturday nights are like a warfare thing for me. But this morning, all of a sudden my alarm was screaming at me at like 9.30. Judge me all you want. Whatever. <laughs> do what you got to do. Um, I had no burden on me today and here's why. A couple years ago, I get nervous about this. Like, I'm not good at the business of church. Like, when we did all this, I had it all scripted and all this. But you know what God spoke to me? Hey, AJ, uh, baptism's my thing. And if you just set up, I'll move. I'll move in a powerful way. It's his thing. So I'm just throwing out ideas, and we're going to go home soon. Now, here's the thing. I, I'm going to jump off script, and we're going to close it down and sing two more songs. But you ready for this? I'll give you some of my final thoughts, but... What I didn't want to do today, and I mentioned it in prayer today with Bruce and Brenda, I've been doing this lately and I don't like it. Guys, please get baptized. Please. Please. Right? Isn't that stomping on the holy? And isn't that throwing out pearls to swine? You get to get baptized, people. What are you, nuts? The grace of Jesus Christ. You get Right? Marie, nobody was stopping Marie. Did you see her? <laughs> A couple years ago, did you see her? She was there, man, and I was like, do you want to bend your knees? Or whatever? I'll be fine. Just put it on. <laughs> she did. She gets it. So here's the thing. This is not me propagating. Like, if you don't understand that this is an opportunity and you get to A, worship God, B, publicly do it in the United States of America, if you're missing any of that, ain't nobody begging you to get baptized, okay? You have an opportunity to get baptized. Do you get it? I'm just saying, sometimes I do that, you know, as preachers. How can I make it appealing? I don't care. I'll tell you the truth of it all, and then my job's done. There we go. Good deal. It sets me free. It's a power of testimony. Your, your story's told if you want. People celebrate with you. We're supposed to be in community. There's such a temptation to not. I don't want people to look at me. I'm shy. Right? But it's community, guys. We've got a much better shot of serving Jesus, doing it arm in arm with other believers. That's why God tells us to gather. Not because he wants to hurt us or doesn't want us watching football. <laughs> but because we got a better shot at doing life. Um, and also, guys, you ready for this? It's a moment in time to go back to. I, 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 I was going to show this video thing. I'm not going to do it. But sometimes in life, especially new believers, when you getting baptized, there's a gift in it for you where it's like this. Year or two later, things might be going hard. You might be in a real trial season. You might even have the question of like, am I even doing this thing right? Am I even a blah, blah, blah? And then you've got that moment in time to go back to, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I remember when I entered those waters. Yeah, I am part of the family. I stepped out in faith. I shared my testimony. I'm saved. The, and, or, or when the enemy's whispering, you'll never change, you'll never this. You'd be like, I'm a new creation, and I remember actually that feeling. I remember who went down and I remember who came up. Right? So a couple more thoughts and then let's worship. Is this. Sometimes in the, in the Christian faith, guys, um, well, number one, here's what we always come to as a family. It's totally not about, who, about us. It's about God. And I know that's so pithy, but no, like, it's not. Some of us, what's in it for me? You ready? That's the wrong question totally. That's the wrong question totally. This is a kingdom, not a democracy. The king has told us to do this, go and be baptized. And sometimes, guys, it's just that simple. Baptism is an act outside of ourselves. It's obedience, it's testimony, it's kingdom work. 
And so for all he's done, if God asks me, just tell you personally, go and be baptized. Here's me, ready? Aye, aye, Skipper. For all you've done for me? Oh my gosh. I remember that. And that morning. And I remember trying losing my mind here. And I remember, I remember. So you say go and be baptized? The, the, the third time I was baptized. <laughs> I've been baptized three times. Number one, apparently I was baptized as an infant. I don't believe that counts. Thanks, people who did that, whatever, but you were misled. Number two, I got sprinkle baptized, which was fine <laughs> over at Nap Station, which is fine, not judging. But then I heard someone else does a, a, a full dunker, a dunkaroonie, if you will. And I was like, yo, I, I said to the pastor of, of a pretty large church, I said, hey, I want to get baptized. Can we do this thing? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, no, cool, cool. About a month later, I was like, hey, remember we talked about me getting baptized? <laughs> Let's do this thing, man. I was like, I don't care. Just be me and you. I don't care. Well, sure enough, um, I pressured him enough. Remember that guy in the Bible who annoys his neighbor? That was me. And so me and my buddy Topher, Topher, Chris Topher, Topher, got, got baptized for the first time, which was a big deal for him because he was a recent convert. It was a big deal for me too, but you know what I'm saying. Well, we got baptized and then 25 people came out in their clothes and got baptized. Isn't that cool? He just thought it was going to be me and him and like, all right, move along, schlep and let me preach my sermon. 27 people got baptized that day. Uh, long story short, for me, here's what I was thinking. I didn't do those things to, to necessarily check boxes or, well, that wasn't good enough or that wasn't good enough or didn't take. Hold me under, Pastor. I got a lot to leave under there. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I said that to him and he laughed. Um, it, it wasn't that necessarily. All it was was this. Oh, okay. And it was like, well, you can do full water. Well, that's what I see in the Bible. Oh, okay. Right? We get to do this thing. It's not about me. If he says to do it for all he's done, absolutely. So just an AJ thought real quick. Reminds me of marriage, too. Nowadays, you'll hear this. Um, well, why bother? It's just a certificate. I mean, have you ever heard it? It's just a thing. I mean, nothing's going to change. We're living like we're married anyway. Nobody's judging. I'm just telling you what I hear. A guy at a checkout thing a couple years ago, I was like, I saw in the paper he and his uh, fiance was getting, and I didn't really know him well, but I was like, hey, you know, congratulations. And he said, yeah, yeah, so-and-so's going to do it down the road, and we're getting married. I said, like, cool. About a month later, I saw him, and I said, hey, how was the wedding? How'd it go? Yeah, no, I mean, you know, he's a guy, you know. You know, you know spent more money than we should have. I, mean, I said, uh, you know, things different? How have things changed? No, nothing's changed. And I went, wow, I'm sorry you feel that way, bro. You're missing out on something really amazing. Because I tell you what, lots changed when we got married. That was a moment in time where, if nothing else, I stood in front of everybody that I loved and respected, and I said, Her. Her. And if that didn't mean anything to you, I feel bad for you. And once again, baptism is, for me, him. Him. Nobody else and not on my own strength, but him. That one that was walking and said, change the way you think about everything because the kingdom of God is near. Him. He's mine and I am his. Isn't it kind of like marriage? It's a moment for you and him. We get to be a part of it. That's my last stop before we worship is this. Even if you're not getting baptized, get there. You get to be in the picture, metaphorically, of, of a day where we don't even know what's going on in heaven. Oh, right? It's all around us. What is happening as we walk in obedience with God? Are they partying? Or are they worshiping? Or, right? Something's going down around baptisms. It's his thing. We get to be there for that? What are you, nuts? Don't miss that. Bring Doritos. Come. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it, guys. Consider the waters of baptism. Yo, you people online, listen. Listen, you're welcome here. There's 50 people here today. We're all just normal people. Come be baptized, absolutely. Well, let you, I don't know about, shh. 
If Christ, Jesus is your Lord, or even if you're not sure but you want him to be, and that's the day you take the leap, do it. Come join us, man. We're not weirdos. I mean, some of us are, but you, you'll, you'll be welcomed, right? So now I laid it out. Now we have a teaching. By the way, if anybody ever asks you about baptism, this teaching will live forever online, and you can serve it up, okay? So if there's been any questions. But right now, we're going to go ahead and worship. We're going to sing nothing but the blood of Jesus saves us. Not baptism, right? But it's the blood of Christ Jesus. And we're going to sing overcome. But let's sing as an act of worship in this eternity now. But let's sing as an act of worship for what's going to happen in a week. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? God's outside of time. He's going to hear it in the same time. Let's worship toward baptism, okay? Thanks for joining us online. Stick around for a song or so if you want. All right.